It's Ant Hill time. This is going to be an interesting episode. We're going to get into all the topics from the 49ers game versus the Seattle Seahawks. There was great things that came out of the game. There was some uh, nauseating so things great. <laughs> that came out of the game. And then, of course, we'll also uh, flip into 49ers versus Broncos towards the end of the episode. But, Jason, a lot uh, to come out of this 49ers Seahawks game. Uh, I thought overall it was nice to come away with a win, but when you have things happen the way they do, it kind of leaves you with a, a happy feeling. yet... Very you know, empty. Yeah, Very empty. empty. Very empty. So let's go right to that. I mean, I think everyone knows what's going on is uh, Trey Lance is out for the season. He has a broken ankle, according to Kyle Shanahan, that's going to require season-ending surgery. Um, not what you want to see. And once you saw the still pictures of the ankle kind of being off to the side off, yeah. uh, i'm just hoping it's not like tremendous ankle damage as far as like with ligaments and everything damage. as well yep. so hoping that you know trey lance is going to be able to have this surgery and come back better than ever but what are your feelings about you know trey lance being hurt and being out for the season my feelings are and I, this, what i text you is we will go into training camp next july almost in the exact same boat of you're either pro trey or you're thinking he, he's not there yet he will have gone almost a thousand days and had six starts by the time camp rolls around next year. That's the big question mark. Like it really is. And I, I still, as long as his recovery goes, goes well, and there's not anything severe or catastrophic. I still think he, he is our answer, but man, like I was totally okay with this being a year of, yeah, we're really good. Yeah. We have a top three roster in the sport, but Super Bowl this year is probably not out of the question because we need to see where Trey is. Yeah. Now we're going to go into that into that same that same boat next year, and it's 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 concerning from that angle. Is he uh, gets a little antsy about be going into his third year, so he starts. We start kind of that's the time where some guys start looking at an extension. He's nowhere near extendable for obvious reasons. It leaves the franchise with a lot of questions. Just with him alone. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's questions. I I mean, I kind of responded to you, and now we'll let everyone in on our conversation, was I think there was going to be questions after this season anyways. Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be a yeah. free agent. He was going to be moving on. And then with Trey Lance, you're probably not going to get all those answers because just seeing the way that he was developing, um, he was going to develop, and he was going to be making plays as this season progressed because yeah. he was getting more comfortable with what the NFL was doing, the speed of the game. Uh, what his responsibilities were, there was going to be improvement. Yep. But minus him winning a Super Bowl, there was going to be questions, right? Yeah. And, uh, there was still going to be the people well, that from were... from some people, yes. Yeah, there's still going to be... Of course there is, because... Well, yeah, Super Bowl didn't win anything with, with Jimmy, so... No, no, but <laughs> until you prove that, right? Yeah. There's still half of the fan base that says, well, you didn't win a Super Bowl. Uh, and that's just kind of how this thing is. It's quarterback play in the, NF uh, in the NFL in a hole but it's quarterback play in san francisco uh, that really plays into it thing, yeah. it's tough to play quarterback for the 49ers now it made me i felt really bad for trey number oh, one yeah. because i hated to see his season end that way he looked pretty good to start that game he was doing Looks well sharp. you know and i i just saw the injury and i thought man please get up and then after i thought you know, 
I thought he got hit in the head because he, he was holding his head up. Right. Thinking, oh, he, he got a concussion. Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. Yeah, well, he grabbed his head because he knew that, hey. He, he knew yeah. what was up, but um, yeah. And, and once he gets carted started off. started to stand up for a second, and he realized that he couldn't stand up. He's like, oh, this is not good now. Yeah, once he gets carted off, I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, maybe it'll be like eight to ten weeks. Yep. You know, he'll come back, you know, and then he'll be able to kind of keep At least get some reps in again, yeah. The one good thing coming out of this is Kyle Shanahan talked in his presser about you know, going and talking to Trey Lance after the game. And Trey talks to his coach about going through the plays that happened right before the injury about his reads and seeing if he read the right play yeah. and made the right reads. I thought that was uh, showing his mental because that's really where his advancement is going to have to take place. Yep, Not is. only is he going to have to get stronger getting over this injury, but also mentality-wise being able to make his reads, keep going to these meeting rooms if he can, learning you know what's going on from Kyle Shanahan because uh, my thought process is he still needs to learn to see football the way Kyle Shanahan sees football. Video, video, video. He's right now, I think there is it. a little bit of a disconnect from the way Kyle Shanahan sees football and Trey Lance sees football, but I thought they were going to get that during the season. There, yeah. I thought I really did. So it's it's frustrating to have Trey Lance out for the season. The Jason. other the, the other thing is like 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 I view it as a, a as a process, right? It would take a step or two back this year to take four or five steps forward in the next next 10 years. Because like it or not, there's just things that we've seen him do already that that Jimmy just can't do, and those elite quarterbacks, the, the Joshes, the and and, and I, when I the Justins, the Joes, the Patricks, he has that level of arm talent. Obviously, he's nowhere near their level, but in, when it comes to winning games in late January and February, you need to have a guy who can make a big throw or not take a sack and his his ability to scramble and and move because it it takes pressure off the line and the running game because they don't have to be perfect at every play so it, it it's frustrating from that too is because we know what jimmy is good quarterback hell of a guy but against those kind of guys our 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 room for our margin for error is tiny and even with trey being so young he gave us a, a bigger Margin for error because of his arm talent, too. Yeah, and now Jimmy steps in, you know, and Jimmy's going to be the quarterback. And since you went ahead and was already, you know, discussing Jimmy, I thought, let's just you know, go right into this topic. You're right. I mean, Trey, that's one of the things that Kyle Shannon loved about Trey Lance was, number one, he was going to, when all hell broke loose around the pocket, he was going to be able to extend plays and make plays that Jimmy normally couldn't make or a normal pocket passer yeah. can't make. Also, it allowed you to play 11-on-11 football because you had to account for Trey Lance. Those things don't exist with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. No. <laughs> the one thing that does exist from Jimmy Garoppolo that I think could be a positive is the quick release. Uh, Jimmy understanding that he needs to get rid of the football really quick could help this offensive line overall. It's a different animal when you have a, po a pocket passer like Jimmy that can get rid of the ball quickly and a quarterback like Trey Lance that's going to extend. The way offensive lines play is completely different. Yes. Um, so this <laughs> offense is going to look different. Of course, you're going to go back a little bit more to what Kyle was doing in you know, the previous years with Jimmy. I expect there to be a little bit more shotgun. That's what he did last year. Uh, we'll see how that, you know, how that works out. But Jason, what are your thoughts now that Jimmy steps in? Number one, how did you think Jimmy looked coming off the bench, not really having that many reps during this offseason, um, and helping the 49ers beat the hated, you know, Seattle Seahawks? Out out because Alex was, was at the house and watching the game and that was the first thing I said was I said and obviously if you watch the shows you know he's Jimmy Ann Crush I'm 
And that's Horst for everyone that doesn't know that uh, his first true. name is Alex. There's yeah. Something Alex, yeah. Um <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> and the, and I'm Luke warm to him. And but I said, you know, for having no reps in camp, no preseason games, he didn't look that bad. Like he had a couple bad throws, but he also got the ball out and was pretty accurate too. Uh, I I thought his best throw was the one that my guy BA had Right in the hands, and he dropped it. Yeah, that that was out, outside outside the numbers chunk play, which which we always assumed that he was incapable of doing. So maybe the shoulder surgery has helped him get the arm strength that he had back, and plus a, a, a little more because of the rehab process. But he, I, I thought he looked pretty good. Right, he looked like he was a quarterback that could step in and help you win football games. Uh, that's what you wanted when John and Kyle decided to keep him there. And he talked about that a little bit. He said that the 49ers weren't a part of the uh, the conversation there at the end, that there was lots of teams that were talking to his agent, but it wasn't the 49ers. The 49ers entered late and then came in with a contract, you know, restructuring. And he said he felt comfortable being in San Francisco, mm-hmm. you know, with this roster and this offense. And that's part of the reason he can step in like this and run that offense. He said there was new things. Um, but it felt like 2017 because he was able to just kind of go out there and play football and and whip that's, it around. That's when he was at his best, really, was those six, seven games that he had back then. So Yeah, I don't think he's as athletic as he was then, just the no, way he moves. No. Um, but it was nice. That throw to B.A. was fantastic. His throws that he was throwing to B.A. down the field... Oh, uh, that were underthrown or appeared underthrown. So I, th- I think I, I think that was on purpose. Though. It could be on purpose. I, I, I think it was. And by God, one of my other favorite plays of the game, we knew we had it in offsides, and we just said, "Screw it, let's throw it deep." And what happened? We got a, a pi out of it too. And we what got, a concept. We got to give Jake Brendel credit because yep. Brendel has the butts, you know, the bad snap yes. that you know caused the Fortnite to get no points because the. Well, he, of course, picks it up. Great move by Dwelly. It was. Um, but then, the you know, the block field goal. But then later, Brendel does that. And you've seen Jimmy dap him up because that's yep. a sitter has to pay attention, catches him off sides. And then good there thing go. for Jimmy chucking that ball downfield. Yeah. And P.A. almost caught it. That would have been a hell of a it catch, been, too. It would have been impressive. Michael Jackson was right there on him. Uh, but that was that was a fantastic. Why was he he, he arguing the P.I.? And I dude was talking a gang of the whole game. It's like, bro. <laughs> Your team's getting scorched. Shut up! Like, what are you doing, guy? Well, I mean, I think I think uh, Kobe Idiot. Bryant was talking a lot of trash from the slot as well. Um, Kobe Bryant is hate co- commits that more fouls than the off. one that played in the NBA. Uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, no, we like Kobe, but anyways, I'm just saying. I think it was overall a a nice performance from Jimmy. I'm curious what the offense looks like moving forward. How how Kyle kind of formulates this now with Jimmy at the helm, but it was nice to see Jimmy have instant. Um, kind of success with B.A., with Debo yeah. Samuel, with Ross Dwelly, who he feels comfortable with. You even saw him get it to Ray Ray. Now, you could tell there were some timing issues. <laughs> that one looked good. Um, but, you know, that's what you expect from a guy who wasn't in training camp and wasn't throwing to Danny Gray the whole time. I think he's the guy who will suffer the most, though. Danny There's, Gray? Yes, because I look at him more uh, as a shot guy over the top off play action when we had Trey. I, I'm not sure that 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 style or those kind of plays will be as big of a staple with with Jimmy. You say that now. Yeah. But well, what, yeah, happens, of course. what I, happens the next time Danny Gray catches one over the middle going full speed? Well, if it's like that, then he's gone. But I, I mean, a, a, I, I think a 40, 50 yard just I, Well, I think if you put him in the category that he's only a deep guy, uh, then yeah, you're right. He's going to take a hit. But if you talk about now him catching deep crossers, 
That'd be uh, nice too, though. Yeah, he, he can he can house call him. He's got that speed. Do I think they need to get chemistry? Yes. Does Jimmy still need to take shots down the field like he did in this football game? They have Danny to. Danny Gray? They have to. He, he has to. Uh, so hopefully they will. But, Jason, one thing absolutely have to. that was very evident in this football game was this 49ers defense is absolutely suffocating. I, so I, I, I tried to tell my dad, because uh, he, he was all happy. Seahawks fan. I, I, I said, Pops, what a you, shame. you do realize that, that the two touchdowns that they scored against the Broncos were literally on busted coverages. Yeah, they were a good throw and a good spot by Gino. No offense, but I could have made that throw yeah. to Disley. I mean, he was that open. But I, I said, you're, you're, you're not going to get those lapses against us. You're just not. And... I said your O line still gonna be questionable, and that defense like they've allowed nineteen points as a defense in two games in in twenty twenty two where where we just saw a team led by two a tongue of Iowa score twenty eight in the fourth quarter. They've allowed nineteen points in two games. Yeah, the the defense is it's fantastic, man. It is fantastic and. Uh, I think it's I think it's funny, you know, a lot of people watch that game against the Denver Broncos, and I did a breakdown on Patreon, and right away, you know, people were talking about the Seahawks offense looked good, and I was like, For the, uh. um, and part of the reason it didn't look good is just like in this game, I think there's one point in the fourth quarter, I don't know what the finishing numbers were, uh, but one time in the fourth quarter, Geno Smith is 23 of 28 uh, for 187 yes. yards, and I'm like, he completed 23 of 28. And they can't get first downs. I mean, yeah. that's just what it came down to. And the 49ers just squatted on everything underneath. They played everything tough. They ran zero coverage and and handled DK Metcalf. Mosley did a good job against him. The corners, um, you know, Mooney Ward and uh, Emmanuel Mosley are really good. I mean, really freaking good. And you know what? We have Sam Womack, and he handled himself pretty good in the nickel. We don't have Ward yet. No, we don't like, have Jimmy the, Ward. That's the thing where you're like, oh, so in, in two or three, three weeks, our defense is even going to get better. Yeah, you have like, Jimmy Ward and potentially Jason Verrett. Yeah. You know what I mean? This this secondary is going to get better. Ombre Thomas and Diamond Lenore helping on special teams. And they were, you know, two they guys. They started that, and played well last year. They played really good. So yeah. that's the thing. The secondary is not going away. And they're part of the reason they're not going away, Jason, and I know we didn't talk too much about the defense, but Hufanga is a playmaker. Uh, Talano Hufanga, once again, for a second week in a row, makes plays. Right place, right time. Including tipping one away that gets intercepted by Tayshawn Gibson. Uh, so the safety's out there making plays for the Niners. And then also Mooney Ward had an interception. You had the fumble the on the special teams. The most bizarre play call of all time. Oh, the, the DJ uh, Dallas throw. Hey, what are you talking about? Did you hear what Pete said about it? No, he, I try not to listen to Pete. Yeah, he said it worked. We just didn't execute it. It worked, we just didn't execute. <laughs> so then by by definition, it didn't work then because you didn't execute. Like it uh, yeah, it's it's not that hard to figure out. He must have given himself a concussion from chewing on his gum too hard. Well, I noticed in the first half, gum wasn't an issue. No. In the second half, the gum was, came out. It, I think he thought it was like going to help. Maybe reinvent something. Yeah. That, um, that throw was. T- I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't know. I, I. It's Pete, man. He's he's getting old and senile. So. But overall, I mean, I think that he's he's building something there. They got some good young players. They're a couple of years away. If yeah. they can get a. A quarterback. They though. do need a quarterback. They need a quarterback. I mean, you have Lockett and Metcalf, and you can't get an offensive point. But part of the reason they can't get offensive points is because Hufanga's everywhere. 
Mark uh, Solaris new man crush. Uh, well, and it was <laughs> it was um, Moose Johnson's the week before. Started before, yeah. Um, but I mean, Hufong is in the box making plays against the run game and run fits. You know, he's he's running uh, all over the place, tipping balls, making plays, big tackles. You know, that one he flew up on Tyler Lockett and knocked it away on third down. Yep. I mean, he's driving on the football. Hufonga, to me, uh, is is playing better. And, you know, he had some some errors in week one, but he had very few in this game. Say, it was it was yeah. a very clean sheet for Talano Hufonga. And now I'm very excited about him moving forward because he looks like an absolute savage. Yep. And if we have the kind of studs we have on the front line, in that linebacker group, and now in the secondary. There's not any holes on that defense. And we have Tayshawn Gibson playing, like you said, no yeah. Jimmy Ward. And yep. Gibson's playing good. He actually is playing really well too. Yeah. I I I I I'm pleasantly surprised about his skills in pass defense. I, I knew he'd be a force inside the box, but his ability to to be in the right place at the right time, to to stop a receiver from getting extra yards, like if he gets his hands on you, you're going down. And then that and that's you know, if, if if it's third and eight, with how many teams like to throw the ball short and and and, and try and get extra yards off a missed tackle, you gotta be, be able to be to make tackles, and he makes tackles all the time. Like n- nobody gets off him. He's he's just a stud. Like he just really is. Yeah, and his understanding of offensive concepts really helps. Like he understands what this offense is uh, trying to do. And I'll be honest, Seattle's offense is pretty rudimentary. Like it's pretty basic. Um, you're trying to overload one side to run the football. You know, once they they adjust to that, then you go weak side. That's what their run game is about. Um, they tried some trick plays because they knew that there was just nothing out there because the four yard secondary was absolutely squatting on the short route. Everything. Well, that's where Geno was going to be successful. Get the yeah. ball out quickly. Get it out. Uh, but when they didn't play off the way Denver did, yeah, it caused a real problem. And the four yards could rush four and drop seven, Consistent. and that made it more difficult. Where the Pressure. Broncos tried to consistently bring five, yep. you know, and drop six. So it was just a different game plan. The four yards executed it to a high level. But Falsely. Jason. I have to ask you this. Last week, you were dead set that the 49ers team was undisciplined. And I said, They were. I said, You have to wait. They were. One game. Right. You have to. Discipline is proven through a matter of time. And so we're one and one now, then. Do you think the 49ers <laughs> are still undisciplined? This Ed, week, they penalty. were not. This week. And I, I was very curious coming off the penalties. First home game with against the Seahawks, it had all the, all the makings to. That'd be a seven, eight, nine penalty game potentially again off of what we saw against the Bears. But they were way more under control. I would argue the penalty was close to not being a penalty. It, it shouldn't have been. I thought DK did a very good job of kind of like distorting his body and yeah. making it look like it was worse. That was a that was a heck of a catch he made too. Just oh, the one downfield on the the like the double pass. Yes, that one was ridiculous. By the way, because that was amazing coverage. That was great coverage. Maybe <laughs> a little bit of a mistimed jump by Mosley. Maybe like um, a half second. The catch was so fantastic. You it have was, to give DK yeah. credit for it. I mean, lucky for us, right? Jenkins is like wandering downfield. <laughs> uh, so that's just doing good. nothing. Just yeah, going he, for a walk. He's <laughs> Billy Bob. Hey, this ain't that play that wander downfield, is it? Um, <laughs> unfortunately, you know that didn't work out for them, but it works out for the Niners. Yes. Uh, but I thought overall, you know, the the Niners team looked very disciplined. They were executing at a at a higher rate than they were the week before. Uh, and I don't think it's one of those things where if you're undisciplined, you can change it in one week. No. So I think they had some issues with the weather, of course. I think they had some issues matching up with that certain refing crew. And I yeah, think I now we're we seeing see more again. more realistic of what this is going to be. I think they're going to be a five to, and under penalty yep. team this year because they're very veteran. And they understand what their responsibilities are. So 
Overall, I thought it was better, but I just thought I'd come through and, and mess with you a little bit. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has to be done, Jason. Got to call me out. Yeah. When I... Get over the top, you know. Yeah, and I expect to be called out as well. I love it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the 49ers run game because it was a big question mark coming into this game. Elijah Mitchell, you know, going to be out for eight weeks. You know, what's going to happen? A lot of calls for Jeff Wilson Jr. to be benched. He's just not good enough. He got 2.4 yards of carry. I kept saying, hey, pump the brakes. Let's wait. I saw Jeff Wilson in training camp. He looked really good. And then the questions were, is it going to be TDP? Is it going to be Jordan Mason? Is it going to be Marlon Mack? Uh, it ends up being TDP. So what did you think of this 49ers run game of, you know, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. and TDP? TDP looks a heck of a lot better than Trey Sermon ever did. So let's start with that. Now, why you got to go after Trey? He's not even on the team, <laughs> just, just wanted to <laughs> throw a little jab out there at him still. Because he he let me down. Um, it, were all of his runs great? No, but you saw when he hits the right hole and gets downhill quick, he can. He's still he, he he's big enough to run over you, which he did a couple times, and and he made a couple of guys in space actually miss too. So I think they, he definitely showed some signs where where he can be a, a factor for us rest of the year. I thought Jeff looked a lot better than he did. The first week, um, his yards per attempt w was w was very solid, and he was consistently getting three to seven yards almost almost every carry. Which obviously, if you have to get get ten yards for a first down, if you, if you can average four or five yards a carry, you're, you're going to do well. So, I uh, the it it was nice to see Debo actually get a nice little chunk play. I Feel like that kind of got them rolling after everything has started off that way. It was kind of nice to see a boom, boom, boom out of the what 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 could have been a rough spot on the field. He makes one guy miss, and then of course in, in, in Debo fashion, he realizes that he, he's not going to house it. He goes, he, he puts his helmet right in the guy's ribcage too. That was that was awesome. Yeah, I thought the run game looked pretty good. I thought the way Kyle came out and executed was. Uh, to be expected. You want to get out on the edge, be able to kick in those uh, outside linebackers. They did that. Or you want to be able to kick those guys out. He did that pretty consistently all through. That was what we knew the game plan was. So uh, Kyle executed it very well. Jeff Wilson Jr. at one point in this game, I know the third quarter kind of messed up his uh, yards per carry average. He ends up with 4.6 yards per carry, which is very good. I'll take that um, all At year. one point in the game, he had 6.6 yards per yeah. carry. He was just playing at a high level. TDP was a nice changeup. He was coming in there. His jump cuts were precise. He was getting vertical. He was locating the holes. Vision, it was definitely the best I've seen from TDP. And you're right. The power is very visible. You see him dropping his shoulder and running people over. That was one thing him and Jeff Wilson both brought was physicality. If you're going to tackle us, you're going to have to give a lot of effort to be able to bring us down. Yep. And that's nice. Tough yards are what the 40 yards needed. And anytime the 40 yards run the ball 40 times, they're going to win the football game. And that's what they came out yeah. there and did. And it, it ends up helping this team. And now the Broncos have to think about, hey, we have to stop the 49ers run game because if we don't, they're going to wear us down. Time of possession was huge in this football game. Number of plays were huge in this football game. And that helps the 49ers defense as well. So run game is going to be the name of the game moving forward. And now we know we have two backs that can do it. And I'm pretty sure Jordan Mason can do it as well. The questions will be, when will Marlon Mack you know, get, enter the fray? Will he come up? Uh, at some point, and he'd be uh, one of the guys on the active roster. Not sure because Jordan Mason's good on special teams. Yeah, I, I think Mac is the ultimate insurance policy. 
if one of those other guys gets hurt, then we'll see him. But I mean, he got cut for a reason. So, and what was that? Looks he looks like he lost a step and a half. Yeah, he looks like he lost a step in the Houston Texans offense. I wonder what he would look like in Kyle Shanahan's offense, where holes are a plenty. Because again, the Houston Texans versus 49ers preseason game, Marlon Mack. Yeah, so did Damian Pierce though, though too. No, Damian Pierce looked great. He looked awful yesterday. Oh well, you know things happen, Jason. Matchups are a real thing. You Matchups know? are a son of one a... thing that's an awesome thing is the 49ers oh. have extended Dre Greenlaw and Mitch Wisnowski. And the thought process had been, you know, we're going to lose Greenlaw or Aziz or both. We don't know if we're going to be able to bring them back. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers fans were scratching their head a little bit with Wisnowski's extension, but then Greenlaw's extension gets named after the, uh, you know, after the game. So we're going to have Greenlaw back. Him and Fred are going to be. Locked in uh, loaded, tandem for, for the next few years. For a couple more years. Uh, it, it was funny because after the Wisnowski extensions, some knucklehead on on Twitter with a Niners handle, so he obviously super intelligent, was was very critical because all all the guys from this, uh, a bunch of these guys from this class have gotten extended yet, and they haven't haven't locked up Bosa yet. It's like, bro, shut up! Like, they're gonna get Bosa done. Relax. But this this twenty eighteen the draft class is clearly becoming the anchor to this entire roster. And so, I mean, if I remember correctly, they missed on one guy from that entire draft class so far. So it's, it, and it's, it's good to see that we, we draft well and we develop well and we keep the right players we draft too. There's a lot of teams who don't do that. Yeah, I was having some fun with people on Twitter after. Um, That's bold of you. After Wisnowski punted, and you know we got the ball back uh, because of, you know Lockett's you know collision that with it. That was with, a weird play. Yeah, uh, that was a great play by Trevor. It's more you know blowing up the Seahawks guy into Lockett. That's fantastic. Uh, but I was having fun and saying Wisnowski is worth every single penny. After that, Wisnowski has been better this year since only doing punting duties. Yeah. But part of the reason the Fournier's are going through and locking up Wisnowski, Greenlaw, guys they want. So that way they'll have the money already out there and know what they have left to pay a Nick Bosa and some of the other guys because they've gotten a lot of their players paid. So they have an understanding of what they can spend. They're going out there and getting these things done. That's smart. That way yeah. you're not going into the offseason with Dre Greenlaw as a free agent and Mitch Wisnowski, even having though it, to... yeah, having to worry about it while also trying to negotiate with your big your big fish in Nick Bosa. The so home run hitter. They're going through and taking care of business, which is a nice move. It was really good to see Greenlaw come back for sure. Uh, that means the 49ers know at, at least we only have to fill one linebacker spot because yeah. Aziz will probably move on. Probably Somebody's going to pay him to play more snaps. Right now he's playing 30% of the snaps. Somebody will pay him to be a starting will linebacker yep. in this league. So uh, that's at least good. Now, Jason, 49ers versus Russell Wilson is coming up. Sunday night football. Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth, baby. Yeah. So the pro football focus extravaganza. Are you ready for this game? So what are your thoughts on 40 yards versus this Russell Wilson? I don't know yet because this Russell Wilson does not look very comfortable. This Russell Wilson does not look like he's has a good, solid feel of his O-line. And he and Nathaniel Hackett do not look like they're on the same page yet. I'm not sure what Hackett is doing. You, you, you don't go trade for a quarterback, give up like eight players and like 9,000 draft picks, and then pay him a quarter of a billion dollars and not let him do kind of what he wants. So I don't know if Hackett's 
being a, a first-time head coach and trying to prove his point that he's the man in charge or what, but... Sometimes you have to go hard just to prove your point. Uh, that's what I heard last year. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know about this year. Um, but, you know, I mean, j- just like the Monday night game, it's fourth and five, and you've got three timeouts in a minute left, and you decide to run the clock down to 15 seconds and try a 64-yard field goal? What are you doing, guy? Like, so the, the, there is some disconnect there, but at the end of the day, it's still Russ, and I, I feel like he's he's gonna like see the red and gold and just like revert back to Seattle, Russ, and at some point he's he's gonna run around for like ten seconds and then chuck one the yards and it'll, <laughs> might be a a touchdown. But I I mean San Francisco should be be able to impose their will, especially on defense, because their offensive line is not playing very well yet, too. So Yeah, the improvisation is something to worry about. You saw it on display with Justin Fields. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot from Geno Smith as far as improvisation, but the Seattle tried to manufacture some of those with double passes and halfback passes. Weird stuff. Yeah. All the trick plays. Uh, so Russell Wilson, if he can get outside the pocket and be able to improvise and get the ball downfield – there are avenues for him to be able to, you know, get some things done. But you're right. This offense still isn't clicking. They have a really good run game, but they haven't executed consistently uh, with the blocking. That's something they still need to fix. And then you can tell that Russell Wilson isn't completely comfortable with this offense. But he keeps throwing into double and triple coverage instead of getting the ball out to open receivers. So I think that right now, Russ is probably not as dangerous uh, as he was with Seattle. Nice one. Uh, you're welcome. And, <laughs> and I think that, you know, right now the 49ers are coming in at a good time. They might be catching Russell Wilson uh, actually, you know, at, at a great time. At first I thought maybe it would be a difficult time because figured the offense would at least be cooking and not. the 49ers would be having Trey Lance, you know, getting used to the offense yeah. again. But now we're in a different situation because this 49ers defense is so good. It's like Russ isn't cooking. Uh, and the 49ers defense absolutely is. It's on fire. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if they put out Russell Wilson's fire early in this game, Jason. And that means I have to ask you what your game prediction is going to be. 49ers versus Broncos, Sunday night football. Last week you did pick the Niners to beat the Seahawks. You were correct. You have the 49ers beating the Denver Broncos. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. 26 to 13. 26 to 13. I, I like that score overall. Of course, I'll hold mine back for the game preview show that comes out on Thursday. You always do. I do. You, uh, love, you love to hold back for me, babe. Isn't that not, not, not nice? <laughs> yeah, I'm holding back. Uh, <laughs> but Jason was not holding back on this episode. Uh, Broncos uh going to be a tough matchup, but the 49ers definitely know what they're getting. Mile high is going to be tough, too. That, that's, that's the only problem. There. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to be easy. But you know what? They have a tremendous rotation. And uh, I'm, I am curious to see what they do with the rotation-wise. Kamoko Ture was not available. I wonder if they're going to make all the defensive linemen available probably. when they play Denver. They definitely could. They have the roster spots to make it happen. So it, we'll see what they, they do. They probably should because that altitude, man. Yeah, and one little thing before we go. It's different. Do you think we're going to see George Kittle against Denver? Yes. Okay, so George Kittle will be there. Yeah. Jason said absolutely lock it up. It's happening. It sounded like he was he could have played if it, was, if it was a playoff game. This week, he probably would have played. So if they're at that point, it lends me to believe that they that by this week, by Sunday night, he will be in a roll. So. Yeah, I think they knew they could beat Seattle without him. Without him, yeah. Uh, so they went ahead and, and just, like, you know. Hey, we'll give you an extra week. Buddy. Made a smart decision. I, it's always a smart decision when you're dealing with the groin. Especially to go with ahead the groin. Air on the side of caution. 
Uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed the the Ant Hill show here on 49ers Cutback. It was a great episode. Jason, I'm looking forward to even more. Of course, you can catch Jason as well over on Patreon for 49ers Face Off, where he goes head-to-head with Horst from Slightly Offsides. It's a great episode where they get a little bit uh, into each other, and because it's behind a paywall, it happens. I'm the referee on that. And I try to keep them separate, but can't. Uh, it, it's just it's it's wildness. So he, if you want to if you want to enjoy Face Off, uh, there is episodes over here on on YouTube that you can check out, and then head over to Patreon to check out the new episodes that are coming out this week. It's gonna be a good one. But uh, Jason, great episode. Looking forward to the next one. Uh, I am too. All two right. and one heading heading the Rams game is gonna be nice. Ooh, two and one heading into the Rams. That's right for a Monday Night Football matchup. Who didn't look that great against the Falcons either? We'll catch you guys on the next one. Have a good day. We'll see you later. Interesting.